chest pokututa krista krenko yeah oscar yes i bet you have my clunky hi everybody welcome back to export audio i'm autumn i'm joined by my wife nora blake that's me what are you looking at me funny for? It's the weird no. intro you did. <laughs> and we were joined by a guest. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Crystal. That's uh, me. You're probably on this podcast as much as I am at this point. <laughs> is this an export audio? I guess so. I don't know. We don't have that. Yeah, I think it's been a couple episodes before. We talked about... Sinbad. What did we talk about? Did you talk about Sinbad? Yeah, we talked about Sinbad. So yeah, Sinbad, Sinbad, The Legend of the Seven Seas. That's a good flick. It's okay. a good flick. Um, anyway, today we're here to talk about uh, instant classic of 2023 cinema, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon Part 1, Child of Fire. You didn't think I would know all no, those things, No, I Nora. didn't. <laughs> you the- is, technically, it's The Child of Fire. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Um, no, it's a child of fire. Oh, oh, it's a child of fire. Okay, and the second one is called uh, the Scar Giver. The Scar Giver, which is fucking sick. I might add. <laughs> which of you is the Scar Giver? Which of you is the Seed Bearer? <laughs> What's the Seed okay. Bearer from? That's the next Avatar movie. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> They're not calling it the Avatar. The third Avatar movie will be called Seed Bearer. That's so gross. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so Rebel Moon We're all pretty positive on it, right? Yeah Yeah, oh. I, 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 this is a formally innovative film Because I think it's the first like intentional early access film Where they said <laughs> months before this release That they were going to release the real version a few months later But here's a sneak preview That's wild What? Like, <laughs> what does that mean? It means they they already announced months ago that there will be an extended edition in early 2024. They pre-gamed a McClunky? <laughs> they pre-gamed a McClunky? We're going to watch this shit again in a couple months because they have us by the balls. Well, well, honestly, that's good to hear, though, because my biggest complaint about this movie is that, like, there's a lot of plot and there's a lot of characters and the characters, like... Kind of all got their introduction scenes and then nothing else, you know? I kind of wanted more, like, hangouts on the ship or something, and so hopefully the extended version is just, like, <clears throat> Nemesis and uh, General... Yeah? I, I want to say Tullius, and I know that's right. Titus! Uh-huh. Uh, keep just going. The two, do the two of them rowing down on the ship. Yeah, keep going. Name more characters. There's... Okay. The characters in this film are... Yeah. Cora, aka Ar- Arthalaeus, aka the Scargiver. Um, she is a former um, Imperial evil person, planet conqueror, king bodyguard, all all the above. Um, and she is protecting a small town of farmers. Um, she, the the Imperials are gonna wreck this farm town's shit, and they're gonna do a seven samurai, and she teams up with. Gunnar? Gunnar? What's his fucking name? It's G-U-N-N-A-R. I just can't remember how to pronounce it. It's not Gunnar. Gunnar! <laughs> <clears throat> it's Gunnar. Uh, Gunnar. Um, 
they go on a quest and they meet up with a thief guy played by Charlie Hunnam. Named? <sighs> okay, this is the one I don't remember. That's fine. They... Kai. Kai. Yeah, Kai. Thank you. They go and meet the guy who tames the big bird. And yeah. that guy's name. Oh, fuck. I definitely should know this one. Yeah. I don't remember this guy's name. This guy's cool. Tarek. Tarek. Right. They 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 hang out with Tarek. He tames the bird. They hang out it's with... a griffin. A griffin. They hang out with Nemesis. She kills a spider centaur. Um, they hang out with... A drider, okay. you might call it. They, they hang out with... I know monsters, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they hang out with General Titus. He's in a... He's in a coliseum. And then they meet up That with... part doesn't matter. We don't see much of the Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, then they go see um, Darien and Devra Bloodaxe, who are the leaders of the Rebellion. And um, Darien comes with them. Devra stays behind. Uh, Darien brings a couple guys like uh, Milius, who's uh, mm-hmm. one of the people who tags along with him. Uh, and then I guess I'm summarizing the plot at this point. Um, there's not that... There's a lot of plot and also not that much plot, uh, because basically they get the whole gang together, and then Kai is like, oh, I just gotta, you know, I wanna break free of my life of thieving, um, and become an honorable man, and so I just gotta go drop off this cargo I have, uh, and then we'll go to your little farm planet and we'll save the day, and... Uh, during the cargo drop-off, Kai betrays them. The Empire shows up. Um, there's a gigantic action scene. And the good guys win, but at an immense cost. <laughs> Their swaggiest boys are dead. Their swaggiest boys are dead. Um, Which are? Darien Bloodaxe dies. And? Um, good Kai. Well, yeah, Kai isn't one of them anymore. That's why I wasn't yeah, thinking about it. Yeah, he was their swaggiest boy. <sighs> He's so swaggy. <laughs> he really got you. He really got me. Um, There's a scene where he turns on the charm and Autumn's like, oh, <laughs> hello. He's, he's a sweetie. Be nice to me. Is he? Oh, he's a very bad man. But <laughs> that seat is so cute. Um, I didn't mean to go into like full on plot summary, but it is nice to kind of lay the groundwork. Um, I think there there are two guys that you missed. Oh, who are the guys I missed? Uh, there's Nemesis, the 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 swordswoman. Yeah, and then there's Jimmy the robot. I forgot about Jimmy the robot. You know who else forgot about Jimmy the robot? <laughs> Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, Jimmy the robot is fucking cool as hell, and he's only in one scene of this fucking film. <laughs> and one shot later. Yeah. <laughs> where he has antlers now. <laughs> he has antlers now. He's a warforged druid. He's gonna fuck some people up in the next He's gonna movie. fuck some people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Jimmy the Robot has a penis. I don't think you need a penis to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's so wise. Yeah, that's basic shit. I, you know what? You got me there. I mean, our main bad guy, he clearly fucks. That guy's fucking. <laughs> he has a tentacle monster. Um, What's his name? His name... Fuck. No? I got no idea. Somebody help me out. 
Atticus Noble. Atticus Noble, right, because he's named Atticus Noble, the most on-the-nose shit you could possibly name a character. He has a jawline that could cut glass. He has mildly deranged cheekbones. Um, that could also cut glass. That could also he cut is cl- giving, we have Killian Murphy at home. He's giving, we, ha- we have... Uh, Killian Murphy at home. He's giving. We have Peter Cushing at home. Um, mm, kind of. He's like Vader and Tarkin smashed into one character, kind of. He, and he's a pervert. He's a pervert. He, oh man, is he a pervert? Did, <laughs> he likes tentacles. Did you ever see that that quote from the novelization about the pleasure he gets from the tentacles and the suckers that are so small that the human eye can't see them? This is a lot. This is a lot to take in. Is it? Um, That's what he said, too. (laughs) (laughs) He fucking bites it at the end of the movie, but they... The Imperial... um, Some weirdo-looking religious dune guys save him. Um, These guys rock. Um, And they teleport his body to General Belisarius, who's the, like, Palpatine of it all, and was also the person who raised Korra to become the ultimate killing machine. Um, and basically, Balisarius gives um, Atticus Noble a second lease on life, conditional on he's got to stop uh, the good guys this time for realsies. Um, uh, this movie's fucking cool. I don't know. I didn't mean to like... I feel like I kind of cu- cut myself... Uh, I feel like I cut the legs off of my ability to discuss this movie by discussing how little plot there is, because the stuff that's here, I really, really like. I don't <laughs> want to undersell that. Mm-hmm. And I just can't quite figure out the inroad to talking about it, because well, it's let's just... let's quote that review that you found. <laughs> that, that letterbox review. I'll see if I can find the person who that's, wrote it. That's and what I was it. trying to find. Um, this person wrote a, a letterbox review that was like, this doesn't fail at being Edgelord Star Wars. It succeeds at being Bozo Dune, um, <laughs> which is pretty good. Um, I typed in Rebel Mom instead of Rebel Mom. <laughs> Rebel Mom? <laughs> Zack Snyder's Rebel Milf. Um, That's so wise. But I, I think it's easier to talk about this uh as a bunch of little fragmentary stories instead of one big story mm-hmm. because it doesn't really cohere into one big story, both because number one, it's part one of two of indefinite parts. And also they clearly like cut an hour out of this film where most of the character development is. Yeah. So it almost feels like, like you're reading an old poem where they like quickly introduce a companion with like, 20 lines of poems describing how he tamed a griffin once. And then you don't really hear much from him again, but he's around. Right. Tarek has some of the most lines of the people that we recruit. Take a drink every time Nemesis looks around at stuff and doesn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... It's weird because it's like a... It's a two-hour and 15-minute movie, and it feels surprisingly breezy for that, especially considering, like... It... In some ways, it is just a very basic riff on A New Hope, I think. You know? Um, it's like A New Hope with a little bit of Seven Samurai mixed in. Um, but they spend so long getting the party together that um, 
they just run out of time to do anything other than get the party together and then break the party apart, you know? And so hearing that there is an extended edition on the way, when I already, I already liked this version of it, um, I'm excited to, to see how this movie improves, hopefully. I will also point out that there is a, another movie that was released in early access a couple of years ago. Hmm. You may remember Cats. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. And depending on your definition, I suppose Star Wars. I mean, Zach. Zach is a real. Pi- I call him Zach because we're on a first name basis, right? Of course, <laughs> he's a real pioneer of the form because you know there is infamously like I've only seen the theatrical Watchmen movie, but there are two different extended cuts of that movie. Um that I believe, Crystal, you're on team. Those extended cuts make the movie better. Is that right? Of which movie? Watchmen. Watchmen? Oh, no, I think all those cuts kind of suck. Because okay. I think the movie's bad. <laughs> I remember... I Sucker Punch Extended is way better. That's what I was... Because I, I listen to a lot of MCU Complete Me, and I get I get some of the episodes mixed up sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, but... But yeah, Sucker Punch has an extended. Obviously, there's the whole Justice League situation. I don't think he's ever done an extended of 300, but um, you know, no one needs that anyway. So <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if there was like a harsher R-rated 300 on DVD. Yeah, in the way that many movies like that do. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> who's your favorite guy? I really partial the nemesis. Nothing wrong with a cool mom with swords. Uh huh. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> you have a type. <laughs> How about you, Crystal? Who's your favorite guy? Uh, it's definitely got to be Cora, the main character. And what what really sold me, that convinced me that maybe Zach was really cooking here is when she has a, f- a flashback to her backstory. She used to be part of the Empire. She was the daughter of a decorated general. And you you see her graduating from the military academy, and she talks about how they were encouraged to take a lover so that when, when the, the politics of expansion became too abstract <laughs> by the violence of the battlefield, they would have something to, to keep keep them fighting. Then her lover dies on the battlefield, and she's just she has like a very short haircut. She looks she looks like a guy, and she's like mourning her boyfriend on the battlefield in a very Achillean way. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like is Zach trying so hard to not be sexist that he kind of wrapped around to making a trans guy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you might be right. <laughs> um, the bit at the beginning of the movie, because it's kind of hinted, you know, Korra crash landed on Velt, the farm planet, or the, the, the whole planet is not farms. This is not quite Star Wars. Velt is a, is a planet that has two towns on it, unlike most Star Wars planets. Um, I mean, Tatooine famously has two towns. I guess that's true. Um... So she's living in the farm town on Velt, or maybe Velt is the, whatever, anyway. Um, she's living there, and it's kind of hinted at that, like, oh, she was in the war or whatever, but it's not quite revealed how in the war she was. 
until we have to talk about these rowdy hooligan soldiers in just a second. But these rowdy hooligan soldiers are going to rape a beautiful blonde young woman um, from the town. And Cora looks at an axe. And in that moment, I was like, oh, she was in the war. She's about to fuck up every dude in that barn. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, yeah, she fucks she, those dudes hey, up. Hey, what's up with that, with like Private Twink in there? We never saw him again. Never saw him again. <laughs> um, I thought he was going to be her like main squeeze on this adventure. And then he's just simply not in the film. Simply not appearing in this film. <laughs> Instead, she's hanging out with this other guy. The slimy rat ball motherfucker. Gunner. Gunner. Um, because early in the movie, Atticus Noble shows up to this farm town. And Sindri, who I finally from realized... From Game of Thrones. No, from House of Cards is where I recognize him from. Well, he plays a guy on Game of Thrones. Okay, I believe you. A lot of, I think there's like three or four people from Game of Thrones in this movie. A lot of TV actors in this movie, from what I could tell. Um, Sindri is like, oh, our farm, uh, you know, it's it's not very fertile, you know, uh, we make just enough to get by, we can't sell you any surplus. And immediately Gunnar is like, well, we can sell you some surplus, you know, for the right price. You um, keep saying Gunnar. Whatever, his name's... Tell him to spell his name right, then. I think it is spelled right. <laughs> anyway, this... He immediately sells out the mayor of the town, and then the mayor dies for it. Um, He's such a piece of shit. <laughs> um, and he's a little bit redeemed by the end of the movie, I guess. Um, but the the they give the soldiers free reign of the town, and these soldiers are fucking weird. Because there is, we have Michael Shannon at home leading them. Um, we do have Michael Shannon at home. And then there is, like, a character from 300, basically, who's like, Ugh, I thought I'm Fallout. In- These are like Fallout guys. These are kind of Fallout guys. Oh, I'm such a manly masculine man. I'm, you know, uh, telling all the other guys what to do, and I'm gonna rape all the girls, and I'm gonna be disrespectful. Um, and I fully believe that this weird fascist hellhole imperial people would let a guy like this loose. The part that was weird to me is that he's constantly talking back to a superior officer. I'm like, there's no way that, like, an army run by dudes like Atticus Noble let you talk back to a superior officer this much, you know? Um, But how often are they actually engaging with people like that or is the empire so vast that they're just it's it's outer heaven out there it's just the soldiers (laughs) it might be outer heaven out there derogatory the the impression i got is that the fact that they can't afford to get rid of this guy is maybe a sign that they're having trouble Ooh, that's a good read on it actually because it, it also seems like they are kind of hurting for grain, which is why they came here in the first place. It's also interesting because, like, um, I assumed it was going to be more of an issue that, like, they killed all these guys. Um, and I assumed that, like, the ship would be, like, calling in once a week to check on progress. But no one's doing that. It Like, they kill these dudes. In this cunt. Sure. But, like, they kill these dudes and then nothing bad happens to the town. Well, yeah, we 
if there is an extended version of this movie coming, I'm sure it will set up the fact that the second movie is going to be all about that. Sure, sure. But I just mean that, like, um... It is funny that we just, once we leave that town, we are done with that town and its characters. Well, I just, I think it maybe to to Crystal's point, like, even if they are calling and checking in on how the progress with this grain thing is going, um, like... I don't get the impression that like their their navy is so vast that ad- that Noble can just like turn around and go back to deal with these farmers again. He's got bigger fish to fry, you know. So even if they know what happened, like they just they don't have the resources to go do anything about it. Seemingly, um, yes, you'll find Arthelaus. She's so fucking cool, dude. She is cool. Why is she called the Stargiver? Do we find out? That's the name she got in war. But she, I just feel like we should get a flashback in the next movie that's like the scar that she gave that gave her that name, you know? I think it might be a quantity thing. I think it might she be. She performs top surgery. <laughs> um, maybe she performs top surgery on herself. Um,. Mm-hmm. It is it is a little funny. Um, the opening scenes of the movie, she's like so kind of plain looking, um, and and then as soon as she picks up that axe and goes into that barn to kill all those people, like we gotta we gotta have her in the unbuttoned tank top. We gotta show off a little cleavage now that it's murder time. <laughs> murder is sexy. What can I say? Murder is sexy. Um. I really enjoyed this movie. I did think that I wanted more character stuff out of it. Hopefully we get that later. I'd like this movie to be popular enough that there's lots of like fanfic of it yeah. to read. Um, that is not currently the case. There are four <laughs> fanfics that are actually have anything to do with this particular movie. Mm. Would you like a massive IP and universe, including a role-playing video game, an animated short, and a graphic novel? Hell yeah, that sounds great. Can I have <laughs> well, one? <laughs> they announced that they're producing it, which means maybe they'll produce it. Maybe. Yeah, I I will um, see it when I, or I'll believe it when I see it, you know? Um, I'll see it when I believe it. <laughs> um, I've seen this movie getting pretty bad reviews, and I'm... I'm honestly a little confused about it because... It, I hope that reinforces his desire to make it because <laughs> it would be quite Star Wars to <laughs> persist despite bad reviews. Because it is such a straightforward, like, New Hope type movie, I really enjoyed that about it. There's not a lot of, like, moral complexity to this or any sense of irony. It's just kind of doing the thing, you know? Um, which not enough movies do in 2023. I just watched the Barbie movie this week, which can't help but be, like, postmodern in all instances to its detriment, you know? Um, and so watching this movie just be like, oh, we got some guys that go on an adventure, you know? Um, I found that very, very refreshing, and, um, I am surprised at some of the reception this movie's gotten, because I'm like... I feel like people are... A lot of the things that I was 
I was seeing people say about this movie were all like very smug mm. and stiffy. Yeah, I think your response to this film probably depends on two things. Number one, how much patience do you have for kind of mentally filling in the blanks of what is obviously an unfinished film? Oh, I do because this because I, I like you know <laughs> imagining the interactions of these characters on the ship. Mm-hmm. But if you're someone who just wants to see that directly. You're not seeing it in the movie. Yeah, for sure. And then number two, how much patience do you have for just kind of like seeing the tropes of a genre executed like directly, but well, because there's not like a lot of new ideas in this film. They're just kind of made a really good Star Wars movie. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing that like, you know, I'm sitting over here reading Flash Gordon comics from the 1930s. My whole shit is I like to see the classics done well, you know? Um, yeah. And so that I think that's part of why I just responded so positively to this movie. Um, and yeah, also, like, I didn't realize there was an extended cut coming, but I assumed that, like, you know, if this is moderately successful, there's some, you know, whatever, DC, IDW, comics tie-in that's like... I, I think a comparison I made to you... Nora was that this movie was doing a new hope and maybe it needs to be a little bit of a guardians of the galaxy where it's just the gang gets up to some hijinks, you know, um, we're living in a world of unprecedented character as IP. Yeah. And if, if you do the comics tie in, that's immediately what you do, right? You immediately just go to, I hope so. The gang gets into trouble. Probably not. It'll probably be a very Korra focused comic. Probably. Um, but I mean, if, if if they're doing an extended cut, hopefully, yeah, there's just more of the characters. Um, because it's, the, the characters, yeah, they just give way to the plot, which is surprisingly threadbare, given how much of it there is, you know? You think they'll tone down the homophobic cantina scene in the new edition? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. I... <laughs> we were talking about a, like, potentially racially insensitive moment in the movie and i said i kind of trust that like this movie has like the equivalent of like sensitivity readers that are telling them you know steer away from these tropes or whatever but there is the hella homophobic (laughs) cantina scene (laughs) that i forgot about there is the extremely homophobic cantina scene that i 100 forgot about so but at the time this you praised a- it <laughs> because we were watching that scene and you were like i kind of like seeing a star wars where sex is real <laughs> yeah i do like seeing a star wars that's like for adults in the sense of like there is murder and sex in a way that there's not in star wars um but also i just am a lover of homophobia of all kinds <laughs> Yes, one of the differences of the extended cut is that this cut is PG-13. The extended cut will be rated R. So Ooh. perhaps there will be even more sex involved. Do oh, you think Cor- we'll see balls? Cora is for sure fucking Kai, right? Do we see cock and balls? Um, no. We were talking about this when Noble gets resurrected at the end. Oh. We could, we could. You could this see Noble's cock and Dr. Balls. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I, I, uh, okay. I'll yeah. put, I, I'll, I'll put five dollars on it. We're gonna see Noble's cock and balls <laughs> in the extended cut. Atticus Noble's cock and balls. Also, I, I, I 
I assume that Korra and Kai are gonna fuck right before the betrayal thing. Um, because he's laying it on thick, and she is she is buying into it as much as I. I don't was. know what you're talking about. The the OTP of this movie is clearly Nemesis and Milius. Yeah, that's also a cl- that's a good fucking ship right there. They don't say a word to each other or look at each other or appear on screen at the same time, but in my head. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I got nothing else about this movie at this moment. I just had a good time watching this movie. Yeah. Like I say. What do you hope to see in part two with the scar giver? A scar. I, I want to see a scar. Gotta see a scar. Um... Maybe the main theme from Baldur's Gate 3? <laughs> I don't think the main theme from Baldur's Gate 3 will be appearing <laughs> in Rebel Moon Part 2, The Scar Giver. It will probably be playing in this apartment while we're watching it, though. <laughs> um, I assume there will be... Um, I assume that Balisarius will not be disposed of at the end of the movie, but there will be a little more Balisarius backstory, a little more Korra and Balisarius's relationship that I'm interested in seeing. Um, uh, I want to find out more about the king because it, it, you know, shut up. Well, no, Carrie Elwes. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Well, yeah, I do like Carrie Elwes, but also there's like okay, there's a lot of stuff in this movie about the. You know, the, the the big theme of the movie is honor and redemption. Um, or revenge. Or revenge. Um, the difference between revenge and justice. You know, st- stuff like that. Um, and so much of the movie is about, oh, we were such an honorable, good kingdom, and then the king was assassinated. And there's, like, a lot of intimations about the king's assassination but I feel like we don't have the full story yet. And I don't know if maybe I missed a detail or two, but I assume we're going to get some more information about that that I'm just kind of curious about, you know? I'm thinking, I assume Korra is the one who killed the king. Might be. Oh, Might that'd be. be interesting. What if it's like Korra killed the king on Balisarius's orders and then she gets sold out by Balisarius as the... Um, uh, Assassinationist. <laughs> assassinationist. I couldn't remember the word assassin, and so I said assassination, and then I thought, well, ess is sort of the suffix for you know actress, assassinationist. I thought you said assassinationist, like arsonist. <laughs> no, again, assassiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An assassin. I, I, I thought what it was going to be was like. Um, she was she was ordered to assassinate the king by Belisarius, but then the princess held her hand and looked into her eyes and was like, "You can choose to not be evil." And then she died. Yeah, I also I want to find out more about this actually magic princess because early in the movie, Jimmy is telling the story of the princess, and he, um, it's like, "Oh, she was magic," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, she was like magical. She was you know an inspiration to the people." And then a little while later, we get the uh Cora backstory and it's like no she is capable of performing magic which is not a thing that anybody else in this setting is doing <laughs> she's not just innocent in a way that like charms people into like changing their hearts she, she is, is casting magic. spells <laughs> she casts revivify on that bird she is the first jedi she is the first jedi 
Or is she the last Jedi? See, the princess stuff is kind of why it's Bozo Dune more than Edgelord Star Wars. <laughs> um, Bozo Dune is just such a good descriptor. That was, that was you found it. It was Jesse Hossinger on uh, Letterboxd, by the way. I wanted to attribute that because I, I'm, I'm going to be quoting that forever because it's a really good description. Um, I am not going to vouch for, I don't know who this person is at all, you know, for all I know, whatever, but... Um, Funny, funny review of this movie <laughs> that I found. Um, Crystal, what are you? Where is Balisarius? Uh, um, he's in the astral plane. Yeah, what's the deal with that? What? <laughs> the astral plane is a uh, snow. Is he going to release the kraken in the next movie? Because no. there's definitely a kraken down there. No, that was a big fish. But is he going to say release the kraken? No, I want him to. Crystal, what do you want to see in the next movie? <laughs> um, I want to see more Balisarius. He's a fascinating guy, because I'm not sure if he's even alive or dead. I don't like that he looks so much like Christopher Paolini. <laughs> <laughs> that he's, he's younger than the actress that plays his daughter. Is he really? He's 36-year-old. Uh, Sophia Patel is 41. Oh, my God. He does look too young. Now, you know, that's part of it for sure. <laughs> is that why they had to put a beard on him to sort of age him up? <laughs> but that's also why I was like, is he in the Matrix? Is he dead? Because he should not look this young. Oh, maybe. Well, maybe it's like the nobility have access to life and youth preserving treatments. that the Yeah, because they were able to like... Like Jupiter Ascending. They were able to revive Atticus and then send him into this, like, yeah, this weird, like, Matrix thing. And so maybe he just lives permanently in there and the goop, and you the know? Goop. Maybe he's gooped. He's the goop lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if, what if, like, what if, like, uh, Cora just, like, permanently fucked him up? What if she just, like, sliced his jugular and now he has to live in there? And uh, give out orders from in there. But no one can know how fucked up he is. Yeah, no one can know. You're suggesting he resembles a sort of god emperor. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you think a Darien blood axe will come back? I fucking hope so. That guy rocks. Um, I was so delighted, Nora, when you told me that was Ray Fisher. Because they... Cause, um, I really only know Ray Fisher from the Justice League, so um, he's in such different makeup, but he's under so much makeup in both movies that I didn't recognize him at first. Um, but the speech he gives, where he's like, he's like quiet. I was expecting him to give like a big rousing speech, and he's just like, you know, having a conversation that apparently hundreds of people can hear despite him talking, you know, at, you know, inside voices. Um, <laughs> it's like a stage. Sure. Um, uh, but um, what was I going to say? Cool. I hope he comes back because he's fucking cool. I assume that if we get a Darth Vader in this movie in the next one, he'll, he will have been turned evil with Ooh. with cybernetics like in Wolfenstein. Ooh. That would be sick. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised to see him die because I thought that Zack would want to keep Ray Fisher around. I thought so, too. That was, I was like, 
I was assuming that one of the party members, I was kind of assuming that Titus would die, I guess. You know? Yeah. Just because that actor always dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, it seems like it seems like Ray Fisher is his guy, you know, so It's a good group. I hope that we get to see more of the group. They need a pet. Um, they've got Gunnar. Stop saying that. <laughs> He's just there. He's farmer. He doesn't fight, really. He just hangs out. Mm-hmm. He's got normal clothes on. And everyone else has their cool, like, protagonist outfits. Even Korra, she, like, puts on a hood to, be go, to go protagonist mode, you know? <laughs> How did you feel about um, Corey Stoll's performance as sindri the chief of the village who speaks like he's from skyrim <laughs> I, I was thinking he's an extremely skyrim motherfucker i mean I, the town looks like white run i liked him um he's you know it, like he's got to do a lot in a short amount of time um the thing is that for me they have the, to fuck for the gods yeah he he really sold the big y'all better be fucking tonight speech um and so um, I I liked that about him. Um, does does Cora fuck Din? No. Okay, I didn't think so. But like, it's you like... mean Hugh Jack guy? Yeah. <laughs> Cora is pretty chaste in this movie. It's only the villains who have sexuality. Mm, you know what? You might be right about that. Um. There's no time. There's no, there's no time to fucking. We gotta save the farm. Um. Also, why would you fuck that guy? I don't know. She was making eyes at him. Yeah, I don't get that. Also, it sounded like he was fucking somebody. So. Yeah, for the harvest. Well, just if he was fucking somebody, I just assumed it would be her. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I he's so boring. He is pretty boring. Um. It is funny. I truly don't understand Cora's taste. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kai is also not pleasant. Kai is so pleasant. Shut up. <laughs> He's a little bit laser Ted with his teeth, but other than that, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. He's not laser Ted. He's no laser Ted. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, What was I going to say? Um, It is funny the bit where Den is like, we'll fight by showing them that they need us and how productive we can be. And Korra is just immediately like, you're not living in the real world at all. I'm out of here. (laughs) She is so done with his fucking, we'll fight by being good, productive members of society. (laughs) That felt very corny and an old movie way to me in a way that I liked. Because... same. They're like just verbalizing the conflict very directly. And if you listen to what he's saying, it like superficially sounds reasonable. You can see how people would be convinced by it, except for the fact that obviously these are Nazis who are going to kill everyone. Right, right. (laughs) Um, It's like, you know, if I was in that room, I could imagine being like, especially if all I know is farming. I'm like, well. And fucking. Farming and fucking. Which is kind of like farming people. (laughs) I could imagine being convinced by that, but it is just so patently not going to work at all. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the same as why I enjoyed, um, you know, Nemesis just saying outright, you know, there's a difference between justice and revenge or, 
you know, all the talk of we have to restore our honor and, and crap like that, you know? <laughs> they, they, they just walked into the last 15 minutes of Nemesis's movie. <laughs> yeah, they did. I do need the prequel that's leading up to the spider fight because um, <laughs> that, that's like a tight 90 minutes of like Nemesis just, just living on this planet, minding her own goddamn business, and the townsfolk are like, there's a spider kidnapping our babies. And she's like, all right, I got to go back to it one more time. <laughs> Would you like to know some fun facts about Nemesis? Please yes. tell me fun facts about Nemesis. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, she wields two flaming swords, which were powered by gauntlets. <laughs> the gauntlets were ancient artifacts from her home, home world. Um... The what is it? There's some special metal. Uh, Nemesis carried two swords made of oracle steel, which Yo. were incredible, sh- incredibly sharp, and capable of being heated to red hot temperatures by her gauntlets. Nemesis's arms were ancient artifacts from her homeworld, mechanical gauntlets that replaced her flesh arms and enabled her to wield her flaming swords. Um, pretty the, sick. The bit where the the spider like stabs her arm and it's a robot arm, fucking rad. Yeah. Do you want to see a picture of this uh, Nemesis action figure? Um, yeah. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> they got action figures? Yeah. Well, let me see if I can pull these up since fandom.wiki is not working for us here. It is funny that Rebel we Moon We got Funkos. Is... Oh my god. Netflix is such a stupid company. I googled Nemesis action figure <laughs> and I got the Resident Evil 3 Here's character. Oh, that's good. This is a Diamond Select Toys, it looks like. Um, and then there's a 1 to 10 scale action figure. Um, these don't look very poseable. No, they're not for kids. They're well, for I just <laughs> I just like the Todd McFarlane ones that you can pose, you know? Yeah, these are more statues than action figures. Jimmy the Robot? Mm-hmm. They should, they should have Jimmy with his horns. Where does he get those horns from? A deer. I want to I see the extended cut where I find out where the fuck those horns came from. Um, it is really cute when um, they give uh, they give him the flower crown. So Funko Pops I'm seeing are Kai, Cora, Atticus, Jimmy, Nemesis, and Titus. Um. Rebel Moon okay. Series One Mini Mates box set. It seems like oh, the only apocalypse. The it seems like the only action figures so far are um, Nemesis and Jimmy, <laughs> which is an interesting choice. <laughs> Those are available for pre-order anyway. Maybe all the other pre-orders are sold out, and that's well, why. they're fucking cool. They are fucking cool. Um... They haven't released the movie yet, so they're holding them back. <laughs> yeah, the movie has, has the movie hasn't come out yet. Um, I don't know. I hope this is I hope this is successful enough that I get like three movies out of this, and then I'm always a little disappointed we didn't get the fourth movie that was definitely gonna like end the saga for real. I'm sure, you know. <laughs> So you, you would prefer to have something to always dream about than to actually have the thing. Yeah, I'm an F91 Gundam person. I mean, listen, know? when was the last time a new thing was made? 
Like a new IP? <laughs> like a new, like, big IP. Um, they don't happen anymore. So you're Avatar. N- you're n- no. <laughs> <laughs> you're never. Nothing that comes out is that's new, even if it is like you know riffing on existing things like this is, like it's never going to become Star Wars. It's never going to become you know TMNT or whatever like mm. big recurring things because the the like, it feels like the canon and this is like set in stone. I would prefer. The thing Nobody I would... makes new IPs that become right. big franchises. Avatar? No. It took them 10 years to make a second Avatar. <laughs> More than 10 years. They're merchandising <laughs> it a lot because of their Disney, and that seems to be working for them, but I just don't see Avatar as that. Um, I guess it is, but... I think it's just because you don't care about Avatar. It might be because neither of us give a fuck about Avatar. (laughs) But but it it is, in fact, a very large intellectual property. Is there other media besides the two movies? That's the thing I'm not... Uh, I mean, there's video video games games and art books and comics. Okay. My my measuring stick for this is, is it uh, successful enough to have a poorly received comic spinoff? I mean, um, many things are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're making the prequel about the Blood Axes. A comic prequel. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll read that. Um, Rebel Moon. Oh, they're also making a narrative podcast. No, they're Ooh. not. That, you know what? That makes so much sense. It feels like... It feels like now is the time to move into the narrative Coming podcast. Coming soon to Critical Role's YouTube channel. <laughs> Rebel Moon, House of the Blood Axe, um, graphic novels and manga. Can I get a creative team on this bad boy? Published by Titan Comics, who I mostly only know for the Dark Souls comic that's not very good. It's uh, writer Magdalene Visagio and artist Clark Bint. Uh, Visagio's tweets are fucking annoying, but uh, she's a good writer, so... Um, okay. Things you have to say about every writer well, alive. <laughs> well, their tweets are bad, but <laughs> she she tweets a lot about communism, and I don't think she knows what communism is. Um, <laughs> she tweets complimentary things about communism and how we need to be a communist society, but I don't think she knows what communism I is. I think that may be the perfect writer for <laughs> the prequel comic series about the rebel leaders in a Netflix film. Well, and also, if there's somebody who's going to... I mean, I guess if this is about the Blood Axes, um, Korra is not going to show up in this, but uh, if there's anybody who's going to introduce cr- uh, trans characters into the setting, uh, it's it's her. So, um, like, the... Having Visagio write this, there's like a 100% guarantee that there are at least two trans characters, I promise you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the artist, but um, yeah. Frustratingly... I mean, we have Milius. Frustratingly, yeah, Milius is extremely they-them-coded to me. Yeah, so they-them-coded that it is canon that they use. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember. We did look it up, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. The wiki has details about characters that are not in the film, such as the phrase Oracle Steel Swords. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that Milius uh, is non-binary. I really wish... Because the that whole last act, I was like, go back to that buzz cut motherfucker. I want to see that buzz cut motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who, who the fuck are they? Who's that? I, that's where I really felt the cuts in the movie. <laughs> Oh, this is... I'm looking at the novelization. I want to find the artist... I gotta uh, read that, by the way. Yeah, I do. I'm sure you will. 
Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. I, I'm very frustrated the Penguin Random House does not list the artist on the comic. That is fucking annoying. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Like Crystal already said. I, I, I know, but I didn't know how to spell it, and so I was just going to try to... The art guy? Yeah, because I didn't know if it was B-E-N-T or B-I-N-T, so... Wait, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I copy-pasted the wrong thing. It's fine. We're looking at action figures again. Clark It's Bent. a B-I-N-T, Clark yeah. Bent. Um, oh, I've heard this Blade Runner 2039 comic that he did is good. I haven't read it, but I've heard it's good. Um, This style works for Rebel Moon, I feel like. Um... Well, I will say this is probably the most um, new IP sci-fi movie where I feel like I, I am interested in investing in the IP. Yeah. It, you, I didn't feel that way about Avatar, certainly. I mean, what's, what's another example of a movie like this? Uh, you know what they really tried to make into an IP and it hasn't... It could still take, I think there's time, but um, Mass Effect... What are you talking about? That could still take. <laughs> I think it's been a decade since Andromeda. I think that if EA hadn't fucked it up, like Mass Effect could have been a thing outside of video games. I mean, the thing that you're thinking of is Last of Us. That's the one that's yes. making the big yes. transition now. I I think if EA hadn't fucked it up, Mass Effect could have been The Last of Us, and I. I think if EA wasn't so incompetent, Mass Effect, Mass Effect could totally Star Wars. There was twenty years of no Star Wars, you know. That's I don't know that Mass Effect has the juice for it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, I, I wouldn't be happy about it, but I think Mass Effect might have the juice for it. Um, I mean, what are we just talking about? What are the big sci-fi franchises right now? I guess so. So that's just like the expanse. Yeah, the expanse did not cross out of its TV show. Yeah, successful TV show didn't didn't do Walking Dead numbers. You know, um, it would be kind of funny if the expanse was as big as Walking Dead, but that foundation show is not yeah i don't think that's <laughs> i don't think i don't think wheel of time is going to make it happen <laughs> rings of power rings of power is definitely not um <laughs> i guess we need stormlight to get a, a a tv show and then we'll definitely be cooking i want i want stormlight to get an arcane not a wheel of time you know, I think Mistborn is better for an arcane. Sure, I'll grant Video you that. Game. They're oh, not no, going to no, make an no, 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 system. not arcane with a K. League of Legends arcane. Oh, yeah. Then yeah, sure. Stormlight or Mistborn would work for that. Honestly, if you if I were Brandon Sanderson and I could greenlight one thing to be like a cool animated show, mm -hmm. I would probably pick a Warbreaker. Warbreaky would be a great pick for that. It is kind of funny how bad Brandon wants it, but can't like he can't say how bad he wants it you know um he can't tell the world i want to i want a big fucking blockbuster crossover shit <laughs> but he wants it i haven't heard anything about that storm stormlight stormlight 
<laughs> that Stormlight uh, tabletop game. Oh, yeah, he announced that, but I don't know anything else about it. Um, Brandon is kind of like Square Enix, where he just keeps announcing things, <laughs> but I actually do believe all of that will come out. Yeah, eventually. Brand- <laughs> the difference is that uh, Brandon is uh, competently managed in a way that um, Square Enix is not. Well, okay, we're seeing lots of artwork for the Stormlight RPG. Uh, it's going to be kickstarted next year. He loves announcing kickstarters ahead of time. <laughs> How do you think he managed? Like, what's oh, what is this? Well, so they Ooh. were they were going to do a Words of Radiance leather bound Kickstarter, um, this year, but because they had the secret project stuff, mm-hmm. and early on in the year, there was so much trouble with getting the books out, he decided to push back the Words of Radiance leather-bound it stuff till next year. Um, it looks good. The Ancient Oaths have at least been spoken. At last. Stormlight 5 is at 97%, by the way, Shut in case up. anybody was wondering. Skyward Legacy? Uh, yeah, Skyward Legacy is... Because he had the other person that was writing mm-hmm. the novella, that person is taking over and is writing Skyward Legacy. But that person is going to helm the franchise from this point forward. Usually when a sci-fi author starts a series and then passes it to another author, it gets shit. It feels like it feels like this is a sort of apprenticeship situation. Yeah, but when I think about the, what I've always heard about like the Ender Games or the Dune games the ender enders game the ender books and the dune books that are written by different authors or the foundation even yeah i hear people talk about it with disdain um well people love the owen colfer uh hitchhiker's guide book people love that shit oh the guy who made artemis fowl yeah yeah also that's a joke people do not love that book oh i don't i don't give a shit about that scene (laughs) could say whatever you wanted they were hey, talking- here's a question. What's the rebel moon? Uh, Velt. It's a moon? Yeah, yes, because- yes, because there's a big gas giant in the background. Yeah. Oh. Remember okay. that first well, scene where instead moon. of looking out at the twin suns, she's looking out at, you know, Saturn or whatever? That makes sense. That is how space works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um. We're talking about Brandon on a podcast about Rebel Moon. I think we need to wrap it up. I think maybe we need to wrap it up. <laughs> um, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people find you online? As you alluded to before, you can find me on MCU Complete Me, a podcast where I learned to hate Marvel movies. And then after we watched all the Marvel movies, we watched all the Matrix movies. And then we started watching Zack Snyder movies, such as this one. Wow. You can also find me on the Book of Medora podcast, where I talk about uh, Zelda lore and timelines and the development of the fiction of Zelda, and also sometimes of the Metroid games. Is that and why you, you can find me on M? Yes. Okay. We we lo- watched a cutscene compilation of Other M and live reacted to it. The deleter. Okay. Okay. The delete. I will say. After over a decade of hearing about how misogynist that game was, I was not prepared for how misogynist it really was. Nora loves that game because she hates women. 
I do really like Other M. It is not because I'm a misogynist. <laughs> what do you like about Other M? I think it's fun to play. That makes sense. It's It looked fun to play. It seems like it's an interesting, unique control scheme. And it was reviled at the time, so I was like, well, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Now that's relatable. If something If something is like, okay, but everyone hates it, it becomes good to me. Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm also on the actual play podcast, Eidolon Playtest. We Hello. just started up uh, part two of Eidolon Ska. It's about teen detectives, one group in 79, one group in 1999. And they're trying to solve the mysteries of what keeps happening in this strange town. Yeah, I only listen to podcasts that have won awards, though. It is an award-winning podcast. (laughs) It won an award from an organization whose name I do not recall, but it is real. (laughs) Minnesota Webfest, I think? Something like that, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Autumn. Oh, I was going to throw to you. You can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at autumnal coffee. Um, Exportodd.io is our Patreon page um, where you can, first of all, you support us, which that's the important shit is supporting us. Second of all, if you give us a dollar a month, you get a lot of the podcasts early. You get almost all the podcasts in one feed, which I think is like a huge boon because we do so many different things that show up in so many different feeds. You just get almost all of it. You don't get ghost divers there. Pay us money to sidestep our weird organizational scheme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and also you get a bunch of the stuff early, like, you know, Hot Singles and Ornate Stairwells, um, Pondering Puton. Um and then for $5 a month, you get bonus podcasts. You get Pop Town Funk, a podcast that Nora and I had done in the past. Probably will do again at some point, I assume. Yeah, it's going to be a new year soon. We're going to reevaluate some things as we always do. Yeah. Um, more export next year. The issue right now mm-hmm. is that I am playing Baldur's Gate. You are playing so much Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I had three days of vacation because of the Christmas. Uh-huh. Um Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also get bonus episodes of Coffee and Comic Books. Um I said the schedule on the last Coffee and Comic Books, and I don't remember it off the top of my head, but we've got like three five dollar tier episodes of that podcast coming up back to back to back, if I recall. Um I think Finder and Automatic Kafka with you, Nora. Um uh, and something else are all going to be paid. Elbowed me in the tit. Sorry, babe. Um, it's because I love women. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, oh, and last but not least, if you follow me on Coast, lots of Batman posting, lots of X-Men posting, and a weirdly popular Darth Vader tweet that I didn't think was going to take off because I was just kind of riffing on that one Yoda tweet where he's like, uh, A last double jump he can do if reading this right I am. <laughs> Uh, but people are loving my Darth Vader post, so <laughs> follow me on co-host. You can find me on most websites under the name Skulldotter. You can find me on the road to Baldur's Gate um, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find stuff I've done at NoraBlake.online, and hopefully you'll find more stuff from me next year. We'll see. 
Maybe you'll disappear. Maybe you'll become a hermit. Why would I do that? To play more Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Undisturbed by your wife who sometimes wants the <laughs> Xbox to play Alan Wake. Fuck you. It's my Xbox. I'm taking it. <laughs> I did purchase the Xbox and tell you it was your Christmas present. That is so true. I guess you did it is your Xbox. I can't kick you off of it to play Alan Wake. Okay. I'm going to remember that next time you want to play Alan Wake. <laughs> Mom says it's your turn on the Xbox. <laughs> Um, can, can I close that with a joke about moon? Please. Sure. This comes in from upjoke.com slash moon dash jokes. Did you hear about the first restaurants to open on the moon? No. It had great food, but no atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. I'm so glad that we got this bit in this podcast. I was going to mention, I really want a guest on MCU Complete Me one of these days. We should figure that out, because I love that yeah. podcast, and I would love pick to be a, on it. Pick a movie you like. Okay. Well, well you already did Spider-Man 3, the movie I like most, out of all the movies. <laughs> yeah, that movie's pretty good until the end. Yeah, that movie's pretty good. <laughs> He's, what are Venom's weaknesses again? Uh, Fire and Sonics. <laughs> Have you done Venom 2 yet? <clears throat> No, we have not done Venom Two. Ooh. Okay. Maybe I'll maybe I'll pester you and Luke into coming and doing uh Venom Two because I love that movie. Anyway. Is he gonna get out of there? When he's gonna get out of there, it's gonna be carnage. <laughs> 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 Goodbye everybody. We should have closed on Crystal's joke, but we didn't because I wanted to talk. Goodbye. <laughs> Right.